Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the uh, Valentine's version of the Lovability Show. We are so uh, we're so excited today to be here. Uh, weird that Valentine's Day falls on a Sunday this year. Uh, so we are we are celebrating Valentine's today, and we have a full show. We have actually a really full show, uh, statistics for you, uh, some good information. We're going to talk about my post today, uh, and we're also going to do some a little bit of coaching, kind of get you guys ready uh, for finding your soulmate in 2021. I know I hit a few buttons uh, putting that video out the other day uh, in regards to soulmates, uh, and you know, it's interesting, Brad. I'm here with Psychic Brad. And uh, I was just thinking that the Chiefs could have used some coaching last week or two. So, ouch. Ouch. Um, but, but having said that, you know, the, um, the soulmate thing, I think a couple years ago, there, would, there were people and would have been people that fought me on soulmates. And I think that is something that may have changed through the pandemic, is I think people are. Uh, feeling a little bit more optimistic about soulmates. And uh, do you believe in soulmates, Brad? Absolutely. I think people are waiting. I think the pandemic slowed everybody down, which mm -hmm. is one of the positives that came out about it, I think, is, well, we're still in it, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> slow people is down, it made us more intentional. <laughs> so let's talk about that, actually, because um, there were some pretty good statistics that um, I, had, uh, I had looked up. Let me pull up that article. Hold on. Um, where did I have that article? <laughs> um, here it is. Uh, so seven in 10 singles are feeling uh, less romantic pressure this year uh, for Valentine's Day. That's good. Does seven that mean we're all just easy now? <laughs> it's, it's not that. I think so many times that women, women think that they need to be out on a date more so than men. I don't know why you ladies do that, but, uh, but that. having said that this year, people aren't feeling as much pressure yep. uh, to be on a date because a lot of people can't go on dates and because of the pandemic and because of places being closed and restaurants being at capacity because they're only at, you know, whatever percent capacity. Uh, so well, and people, around here, we're not going to be able to go anywhere anyway, so... Yeah, yeah, we're going to be, yeah, DoorDash. In. <laughs> yeah. DoorDash isn't even going to come. Load yeah. up. Uh, yeah. If you don't need bread or food for, I mean, bread or milk, oh, forget about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there was an article done um, by Plenty of Fish, and, and it was pretty cool. There were some pretty cool statistics in it. 50% um, of millennials are planning on celebrating at ho home with their corn team. Uh, so, they're friends, yeah. and that's how they're they're doing their friend uh valentine's day and uh and that's fine uh, i think we spent a lot of time with our friends uh over the past uh, 12 months and uh and does that include their mom and dad because most of them still live at home that's true millennials all right uh, and top valentine's uh, day activities include a virtual date um over a third of people are doing virtual dates Lame. We've been talking a lot about that. I know. Uh, and yeah. meeting up in safer uh, outdoor locations. Um, yeah, I'm, Bring your coat. <laughs> who wants to do a virtual date? Just such a weird deal. Well, I know, but it's been so, like we've been talking about it a lot lately because I just think it's now kind of second nature for us to be in this virtual environment since what? Almost about this time last year. Yeah. March or April is when it kind of kind of shut down. And I just think we've gotten used to. But again, I think if you do it 
fun where you send the food over to her house with the bottle of wine and stuff and you cook together or something virtually. Anyway, I just I think you can make it something. Not Very just hard for me to sit in front of a, of a computer a camera, so. and not you know, it's just hard to sit in front of a computer. And You're doing that right somebody. now. <laughs> well, I'm doing it. I mean, we're doing this. This, yeah, is, a, this is pretty much a conversation. I mean, we're in person, though. Sure. I'm not talking no, I, to a I computer. It. Yeah, it's 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 odd. It is. It, it is different. Uh, but we do what we have to do. So uh, so uh, let's jump into so a, a few more stats because I just thought this was um, some good stuff. 58% uh, of the singles say that romantic gestures are more important to them now than they were pre-pandemic. So that's awesome. We now what we've seen, uh, what we're seeing, are dating behaviors changing. Um, right. So romantic gestures are more important. People are appreciating the little things more, which is great. Sure. And, which and is I great. think in all life, right? I think right. We've, we've realized that being at home has opened up some eyes to folks about things that may have been forgotten in the past. So. Right. Uh, and that's good. It is great. And uh, two-thirds of the singles are feeling more open-minded and willing to date someone that they may have previously overlooked. How much do I love that? That one's interesting. And yeah. we're actually going to talk about that today as we uh, as as we all move are moving forward in 2021 and all of you are looking for your soulmate. Looking yeah. outside of your norm is where you need to look. And I'm going to lecture you one more time on that today. Your match person said mm -hmm. that. You've said that. Everybody, we've all talked about it. Oh, like, we've talked so. about it for the last 12 months. I mean, or the last two years, really. I was really. going to say 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but it's, it is one of the most important things is to keep an open mind. Because like I always say, if what, who you were attracting was working for you, you wouldn't still be single. So, exactly. Something is off in the way in what you're searching for, yeah. uh, and we're well, like I said, we'll talk about that. Um, and 55% of singles would consider getting back together with their ex. Hmm. Uh, I think that's convenience. I just I think, think that's a safety thing. Right, that's a safety thing. Um, I would not consider that. <laughs> but the other ex has to want to do that too. So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. that. That is out, out of the equation. Uh, okay, so uh, so statistics aside, everything's a little hopeful. I mean, I know Valentine's Day is Sunday. Some of you have dates, some of you don't. It doesn't matter. It's just a day. It's just it's just Valentine's Day. It doesn't mean anything in the big scheme of things. So for those of you that are not going anywhere, have other plans, celebrate life, celebrate the love that you do have in your life. Because I was just talking to somebody about that yesterday. So many people focus on the love that they don't have versus focusing on the love that they do. And gratitude goes right. a really, really long way mm -hmm. in helping us attract great things to us. So if you're focused on what you don't have, you're not going to be attracting anything of quality into your into your life. That's kind of biblical. Yeah. It is. It I is. Mean, just be grateful, look around, see what you have uh, right now and in the immediate time frame you're in and be happy about it. I mean, just be, be thankful. Uh, yes. Yeah. So today, um, I'm just going to jump into, I did a post today and uh, I want to hit that before we jump on today's topic. So there was just a really, I think it was a great lead in for today's topic. And it says um, how they were loved or how they were raised is how they will love. So how somebody is raised is how they're going to love. And 
I hope this hits home for people and I hope that you really understand this. I think people that are wiser, like I said, not older, understand oh, this concept so much. I know <laughs> it because once you've been in the relationships and you've been in relationships that weren't for you, you realize that it's those fundamental things that hold you together. Mm -hmm. If you were raised completely differently, if you have different values, if right. you one person sees the world as safe and the other person sees the world as unsafe based on growing yeah. up, if one people per, people, if one person's version of uh, love is, um, you know, warm, soft cuddly together right exactly and the other person's version of love is is fear and abandonment i mean really this happens because of uh, childhood trauma you're on different you're you're on totally different spectrums it's hard to bring yeah. two people together here's where they come together there brad and and i'm not saying you get this as a guy because you do this but a lot of guys try to fix women they try to save them Why so not? they find this helpless woman <laughs> this sad broken woman that had a horrible childhood and he thinks i can help her i can give her what she didn't have i'll be her knight in shining armor exactly and that's how that whole pattern starts of well i think the thing too is to remember is this is not a criticism of their upbringing no it just is what it is and i you know you've taught me and i've read in articles and stuff but like it truly is like if you didn't have a touchy feely family growing up, um, you know, hugs and your mom hugged you or your dad hugged you or you said I love you a lot in the, in the family atmosphere. Right. There's a really good chance you're not going to do that in your relationships. And it's just because exactly what you said. It's just that's how you were raised to love. That's how you showed love differently than a family who's. I wouldn't recommend this, but I've known friends that like all the family sits on the couch as close as they can to get, you know, that's kind of odd, but it's different it's, and you have to, and that's where it those... is how their family was though. And Correct. It, it, as long as it wasn't incestual, it's fine. It's just, it's a, I mean, really, I mean, because wow, I'm blushing. Because some families are closer than others. I know that's really close. I mean, let, let's just talk. I mean, just to mention, I know people have been slamming Tom Brady for how close he is to his family and kids. I think it's beautiful. I think it's weird, and he thinks it's weird. That's a different conversation. Yeah, but uh, but again, again, if that's who you are, if you love like that, then you need to find somebody else that loves like that. You can't. You can't often change it. Interestingly enough, I've had a, that's why I wanted to talk about this today because I had a couple people comment and I wanted to make sure that we clarified this because it is so important. One of, uh, one of my friends said that he, I guess he didn't receive a lot of love and affection from his father. And so he made sure with his kids that he was different. That's that what I'm saying. Was, break the chain, right? He, he broke the chain. Exactly. That's important. And you can do that yes. with your behaviors and actions as you raise your own kids and family. Sure. However, you can't give somebody something they don't have if it's gone. Right. You know, there are sadly some people that never had real love from their parents. They were abandoned. Um, they were orphaned. They were left alone. They had parents that were completely, parents, both of them, completely absent. Sure. You can't teach somebody like that has gone their whole life without love, safety, security, and those warm, fuzzy things. You can't give 
those things to them and they understand them. They're not something that their nervous system ever picked up right. as love. It's gonna be very hard for a reciprocation too because they don't they just don't understand. They they it's, don't it's true it's a true ignorance, right? I mean yeah. it really is a, a lack of knowledge or understanding of those skill sets and you can't you they're hard to teach. I mean, I, you know more about it. I'm just I'm just kind of agreeing I, you're, with you. You're but, right. I, and I think know. though, like, and I, I don't want to I don't want to say ignorance because I think so many people that grew up that way want it. So they desire it. They know they didn't right. have it. So it's a wound, and they try to get help and counseling to fix it, which is great. You should totally do that. But the the issue still stands in the fact that if something's missing, it's missing, and you can't. You can't put something in that is not there, right? right? And and sometimes for deep wounds like that, and the reason I'm telling you this, it's important because some of you people meet those people, right? And you wanna help the wounded. Ladies, you guys do it. You sit, try to save these guys. These The more wounded they are, the more attracted you are to them. You know, <laughs> that's not your job to fix somebody else. It's not healthy. It and and you can't. You know, yeah. they've got to get their own help. And then honestly, my best advice to them would be meet somebody where you are. Like find somebody else that had similar that had some some similar wounds and that have also healed. Mm -hmm. And then you sure. guys can help each other from that point. But you're there's still a gap between a completely healthy person that had a really healthy uh, like upbringing and then somebody who didn't. Yep. There when you go to raising your children, when you go to a relationship and loyalty and 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 commitment and things mm -hmm. like they can look all those fundamental things can look super different. Right. For sure. Yeah. And again, it's just they don't have the skill sets because different just weren't around that. It is my old know? analogy. If you've never tasted chocolate, how do you describe the taste of chocolate to somebody? I've said that a million times, but if one. you've never tasted something, how do you describe the taste? You cannot. Yeah, that's very difficult. You yeah, cannot. Great, and it is great. the same it is the same for a feeling, emotion that is missing. It cannot ever be replaced. You can discover it uh, later in life, you can discover it in a new way, but it's not going, it's not going to feel that way. Right. Now, uh, now, having said that, I want to say one thing. Uh, I know one of uh, the people on my Facebook had said that the love of God has filled her spirit and that, you know, mm -hmm. for her wounds, that was, that was enough. And that is true. I mean, I, yeah. I can certainly, uh, I can certainly attest to that. For sure. And and at the same time, um, there there are certain things you, the chocolate thing. I'm just going to say the chocolate thing. You, right. Some things you're not going to be able to understand because you didn't have them, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's building with somebody that is in the same place, and that's why it's so important to find people that love the way that you love because otherwise down the road, everything's gonna be different, you know, or, or difficult. Um, the other thing that, you know, I even think when it comes down to things like how we, and by the way, this is important for our discussion today and finding your soulmate, because these are things that you want to look at. If you are with somebody that's a couch potato, right? Loves to sit and watch TV all the time, and you're a go, go, go person, you never sit and watch the, t never watch the TV, 
that's not going to work. Sounds like a perfect relationship. Yeah, yeah. You never see them. Yeah, if you don't like them, it's a perfect relationship. Um, but, but where are you going, honey? Exactly. You have very separate lives. You've got to think about lifestyle, and we're going to talk about that today. But you've got to think about all those things. How are how are you alike mindset and activities and mm -hmm. lifestyle values? All those things, right? It's just another level of connection, right? Right. That's really all you're doing. Right. So. Okay. So uh, on that note, let's talk about finding your soulmate and uh, some of the things that you can uh, you can do to get prepared because it's always a clean slate. And again, with as many people hopeful as they are right now after, I shouldn't say after the pandemic, but after the worst part of the pandemic, uh, hopefully, uh, then here we are in a state where we're more intentional. People are finding love like crazy, Brad. Like there, I know, I know more people that have gotten married uh, in the past six months than I knew, um, I, I could say in years. Wow. I think so many people are connecting now because so many more people are intentional about yeah. what they want. Yeah. And, uh, and I want to help you guys because it, now that, again, we're coming out of all of this, you need to be clear on what you want and what you need and what you're looking for and who you are so that you can find your person. Right. right it, that's, sure. that's the most important thing. Okay. So the first thing I've got on our list is to let go of your ex. Even though 55% of y'all want to get back with them. <laughs> you really don't want to get back with them. You're just lonely. Yeah. yeah You're just so reminiscing crazy. and lonely and they were safe and yeah, you really don't. Uh, it's an easy door to open. But, but I Maybe. think, I think it is right. Yeah. I think the point of all of this is it's not so much letting go of that. If it was great, if you let them go for the wrong reason, then you should get back together with them. But if you if you broke up for reasons that you know you were different or things right. were happening, then you stay gone. This is like letting go of your ex is more about letting go of the wounds. It's not as much letting go of them as the wounds and the hurt and the disappointment that people carry right. into future relationships that ruin them before they even start. Yeah, that's the whole thing we've talked about before. Where like you're on your first or second date, you're like, oh, you're doing exactly what he used to do. You know, in the back of your mind, exactly. oh, she used to do that. She eats like that. She twiddled her fork. Like, just relax, would you? Exactly. That Brad is is exactly right. That's and and if somebody is reminding you of your ex and those kind of things you're not over your ex you're yeah, not exactly. you are not healed from your wounds that's super important that's right uh, so you you you've got to lay that to rest before you move forward yep. no emotional baggage it's not somebody else's job to deal with your emotional baggage yeah. from your previous exes we got or, our own problems right or to pay the price for somebody that may have done you wrong or cheated on you or lied to you right. it's not their problem and carrying that into a new relationship will ruin it from the beginning. For sure. So let go of that crap before you get in a new relationship. Let go of the crap. Uh, crap Ola. Um, so, and then heal from any hurts, wounds, and disappointments. Just said that. So we can just clump that all together so we save time. Uh, let go of expectations. Oh, this is so big. Let go of expectations and start setting standards. So uh, the expectation thing kills you people. Uh kills you. And I think men and women do it differently. I'm going to let Brad talk about the oh, expectations Lord. of men where men, would you, do you feel comfortable? Uh, sure. Why not? I'll throw something in there. <laughs> well, I mean, I think expectations in general, I think it's everybody though. We all want the perfect partner. And I think part of our problem is what we typically do is we go in with 
this is the one. This could be the one. I think she might be the one. She might be the one. And then you start then you start going off the checklist, right? Then you're going, oh, but this, she does this and she chews like that or she grinds her teeth or she whatever. Like it gets so trivial. Um, you just have to get rid of all of them. I think all I think a lot of guys are like, okay, how long is it going to take for us to have sex? That's probably an expectations of most guys. Not most. Dude, don't jump on Facebook and start yelling at me. <laughs> I'm, but I'm, I'm like, for most for most guys, I think there's probably some of that in there, right? And um, you know, will she let me lead? Am I going to be the, the all those things? Will right. she? Will she let me be a man in 2021? Because right. we talked about a lot of that. We talk so. You know, there's there's those kind of expectations, and I think, I guess I'm having a, a little bit of a challenge because I try not to do that. That's good. Good I for you, Brad. I try to just kind of just enjoy. What are we just talking about? Live in the moment. Yeah. Right. Like the pandemic has taught us to live in the moment, and I really, I really strive to try to do that. So. Well, the only thing I'm going to disagree with you on is the chewing. And that, well, I guess I agree with you on the chewing. That's not something. That's not an expectation. That's just like an. I, I you better have pretty teeth, right? With yeah, you. pretty teeth. Yeah, but but the chewing thing, like that's a that is annoying. Don't chew with your mouth open. Don't. I, nobody wants to see or hear your mouth chewing food. No, <laughs> it's no. awful. Or um, gum or whatever. And uh, and Tina, Mike, uh, say high standards, not high maintenance, uh, and. A great comparison of expectation versus standards, which we're going to go into. Right. Um, hi, Michael. Hi, Maddie. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Hey, Cindy. Um, so, the difference between an expectation and a standard, and I didn't go into the one the expectations with women, but I'm going to. Uh, but the difference between that is the expectations are unrealistic. A standard is something that is uh, that is a necessity. It's something that is a non-negotiable. A standard is something that you've set that you need somebody to, to meet the minimum of, but it's not an, expect, it's not an expectation. So standards right. are good. They say you value yourself. That's really what a standard is. Mm -hmm. It says, I value me enough to not have that. Uh, but I think like, the way to think about it too is like, what, what you're just talking about, that person is worth my time. I value that person enough that I'm going to spend time with that person. So that is a standard. Those are the attributes that make you want to value their time. Those standards that you have set, like he meets the standards, he meets that standard, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't. Now those are kind of weird ones, but you see what I'm saying. I would I would put standards more like they're loyal, they're faithful, right. they're mm -hmm. good communicators, mm -hmm. those those necessities. But those are, would be my standards. Right. Uh, but uh, having said that, ladies, let's talk about your unrealistic expectations. Yes, let's talk about And this those. is super important. This is really important, actually, um, because women still want a man to court her, regardless oh. of how independent she is. She'll still say she wants a man to court her. And yet... In that courting process, she's going to tell the guy what, or, or not even tell the guy what he's doing wrong in that. Meaning, she wants to be courted, but in, but this is what it means to in her. In her way, though. Yeah, you're going to call me three times a day. You're yep. going to text me, uh, you know, throughout the day. You're going to respond to my text in a certain amount of time. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to assume that you're not interested, or you've blown me off, or you're with another That's woman. Right. Right. Those are all expectations. It's, they are all expectations, right. and they are all as real as real. But can I get. do, I do love how you say they want 
to be courted and then they tell us how to be courted. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a man's job. And by the way, I, I'll be the first I mean, to say, I think guys have lost the art of courting a woman. I, mean, I think some of you think you know, but many But give men us a shot. Give do, us a shot. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's, that's exactly what we're talking about. Like, give us the opportunity to be able to show you. Guys, a lot of them are shutting the door before they ever get the opportunity to yeah. have that chance to well, show you. Well, then we take the court. opportunity and press her you up know? front. You've got a first date, a second date. You you better work hard on that to show sure. a woman who you are and and impress her, make an impression on her. You should. You should try harder, guys. You really should. Um, and and it and I think communication is a big thing. I don't want to I don't want to knock that because I do realize that women have unrealistic expectations when it comes to communication. But I don't want to knock the fact that you guys need to communicate. Women like if you're if you want to be in their life, they want to know that you're in their life. They want to feel your presence in their life. So court her. And guys um, would say the same thing back to women. Yes, they would. When we're communicating communicate back and some people aren't good communicators and if they're if if you need to be communicated this is the standard if you need to be communicated with differently uh in in a different way you need to communicate that just that's how you do it you don't I just dump somebody or ghost somebody don't text i'd rather you call right. i'd rather not hear from you all day and we have an hour-long call at the end of the night than to have 14 texts during the day just and women don't complain to just a guy don't bitch at him if he's not doing it the way that you want, teach him, show him how you like it done. Praise him when he does it right. And that way he's likely to do more of it. So there are ways. I know it's easy. Pavlov's dog, right? <laughs> so uh, Mike jumped in here and said standards help one to maintain their own boundaries. Kind of yes. like that. Yeah. That's good. good Matching Mike. core values. Well, Karen you've been says, coached well, Mike. Um, in order to court a woman, the guy has to be out of the dating game. He has to know that she is the one. So I think what Ron's talking about is like, he can't have four. Right. He's just kind of playing the field. And and that's a great point because yeah. if you are just out dating, then just go date. Right. Right. If, it, and, if and it's women, a numbers game women and you're just and men it, know. Let, 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 it, let them do that. Yeah. You know, when you're just one so, of many. Yeah. Exactly. You, you get the feeling. So yeah. For sure. And nobody wants to feel that way if, if you're special. Uh, so, so standards versus expectations, really people, you have to look at where, because I'm not you and I've, and Brad's not you. And so the things that we've talked about, there are, where are you being unrealistic? Somebody you meet is not you. And that's where you need to, to compare this. Just because you would do something, and this is where you catch yourself, this is how you know you're setting unrealistic expectations. That's an expectation. Is when you say, well, I would do this. Right. If I were him, I would have texted me. If I were him, I would have responded. If I were him or if I were her. Yep. And that's, if you ever find yourself saying that, they're not you. Back up. You, yeah, you have set an unrealistic expectation. So I had, a, I had a pastor tell me one time, I kept I kept asking, but I don't understand this. I don't understand that. I don't understand why this happened. I don't understand. And he kept, he finally looked at me and he said, can I tell you something? And I said, sure, you're, that's why I'm here. And he goes, quit trying to understand everything. Right. Like, it, they're not going to do it the way you think or might want it to be done. Right. And that's okay. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of the communication and learning about someone and it's getting to know them and going, yes, and getting to go out on more than one date and, and, and things like that. So quit trying to put on your ways on them. A hundred percent. You know? 
Yeah, relationships are a dance, people. It's not all about you. You know, it's not all about what you want and where you want to go. And, and you know. As long as it's two-step. I don't want to do that ballet stuff, but yeah. if it's two-step, we're good. <laughs> Brad in a tutu. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. Mm. Unless, unless Tegan asked me to. Unless my daughter asked me to, I might. We, we'd probably do a pretty cool ballet. Okay, Brad, I want photos so. and videos if that oh, happens. Oh, that'll, that'll but, go viral. Uh, but yeah, it would be viral. Uh, be viral. So next on here, I've got make a list of your perfect partner, perfect partnership, what it looks, sounds, feels like. Okay. I know I've talked about this before. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on here, but I am going to give you some guidelines because as you are creating a perfect partnership, and again, remember that you're painting a picture of this person, uh, you're, you're in a sense bringing them to reality, uh, but you don't want to be so specific that you uh, you you can't find somebody. It's, it's not about finding perfection. It's about finding your perfect person. So when I say, uh, what do they look like? You know, what is it? What does what do they look like? And what does it look like? You might say they're attractive, right? They're active. They're in shape. Um, they have a healthy. They have a healthy body. They dress well. Not a shape. In shape. In shape. Did I say A shape? No. Okay, good. I was just clarifying. I still have a little bit of COVID brain, so every once in a while a weird word comes out. So I'm glad I did not say A They're shape. They're round. Make sure they have a shape. Um, but uh, but what it what does what does the relationship look like? I mean, that's the other thing too. Is ideally, what is what do you guys do together? You know, what does you guys are sitting together on a sofa, right, on a Saturday night? What does that look like? Are you snuggled up next to them, right. right? Are you guys watching a movie? Are you playing a game? Are you out to dinner? What does that relationship look like? Do you have family around you, mm -hmm. right? I mean, all of that creation makes a difference in how you, what you attract and how you identify someone if they're the right person. We used to call that in the business world, dream building, right? You exactly. Build, you dream build on your perfect situation or... Uh, relationship and what does that look like? Right. You know, you know, don't forget the sounds like, so I always tell my Hell clients, yeah. like, what are the things, oh, yeah. <laughs> what are the Sorry. things that you hear from that person? What are the things oh, that they that's say? What, you meant. what are the things that they say to you? Not in bed, Brad, but that too, well, that's if that's important, what you really want. But that's important. It I is mean, important. It, it is an important piece of it to think about. Like, what does that look like too? Is it a highly physical relationship that you, does people want that? Does it, no, I'd like that at a minimum or, you know, whatever. I think that's important. Uh, well, by all mm -hmm. means, you know, all of those things need to be identified. I mean, that would be a major incompatibility if you were very physical or affectionate and somebody wasn't, mm -hmm. that would, it wouldn't work in For the sure. long run. So that would be something you would definitely want to identify. But especially for people that may have had trauma in their childhood or background, what does that, what does this, per, what kind of things does this person say to you? What does it sound like? What are, how do they, how do they validate you? How do they reinforce you? How do they tell you that they love you, right? All these mm -hmm. things get detailed, right? So I'm, I'm not going to try to give too much away or spend too much time on it, but you need to know what they look like, what the relationship looks like, what it sounds like, and what does it feel like? Yeah. Right. I mean, I think you're bringing up a lot of the, the love languages, like find the, you want these top three, you know, or whatever it is the, as a guideline, if that's what you'd like. And that's what those are there for, to help each of the two parties learn on how to do those things. 
I will say with love languages, again, that I feel like people that have similar love languages, it just makes it easy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for can sure. you have different love languages? Yeah. Sure you can, but you're speaking, I mean, somebody that's a gift, that's all gifts, you know, they give gifts and that's how they say they love you because they can't say it or they can't right. show it. Um, and somebody that it, if they're with somebody that is a, uh, you know, that is uh, words of affirmation and the words of affirmation person is not getting words back. It's a disconnect. It's a dis massive disconnect. Yep. And that's a very hard thing to teach. So yep. uh, having similar love languages is super important. Uh, identifying patterns. And we've talked about that. I'm not going to spend too much time uh, diving into that. But at this point, we have time. You've spent the last 12 months probably not being uh, a dating machine uh, because you couldn't. But you can look back at the people that you've dated. What do they have in common? What patterns have you found in partners that you don't want or do want? Because there's both. You need to do both lists. What are the things that you love? and the things that you want, and what are the things that you don't want, and what unhealthy patterns have you developed, So right? give us an example of a, of a healthy pattern and an unhealthy pattern. A healthy pattern may be that you are able to find commitment-minded people. Okay. Uh, an unhealthy pattern would be if you found commitment-minded people that were uh, codependent, that were too commitment-minded, that were too, over, right? Right. So that may be a pattern. It's funny, somebody codependent. I think an, another bad pattern, because I'll give you the common ones, another bad pattern would be n people that find non-committed committal people. And right. that goes for men and women. That's just not a man thing, ladies. There are plenty of women that are non-committal. Right. Plenty. And, uh, and non-committal finds non-committal. So there's where you have to dive into that pattern a little bit, because once you realize what your pattern is and what you find and what yeah. your dysfunction is, you like attracts like. Yeah. So whatever you're attracting, it, you're attracting because you're that also in some well, way. Well, that kind of gets back to that. Um, when we talked about that podcast about the different attractions, mm -hmm. that's exactly what they talked the about. This yeah. was all about, about how we end up with the attractive piece that we end up with is it's youth on us. Right. <laughs> so. Right. Unavailable attracts unavailable, right? Yeah. Non-committal attracts non-committal. Uh, so you have to look at your patterns, uh, identify. And, and part of that, what I have my clients do is when they do, uh, when they do that list of the things that they don't want, uh, and the patterns that they don't want, mm -hmm. you have to, you have to look at what the opposing energy is in that. What, what is the opposite of that? So if you, let's just say, let's just talk about, put out like a lifestyle thing, which makes it really easy. Maybe you found somebody that uh, loved their friends and liked to spend a lot of time with their friends, right? But you suffer because you didn't get to spend a lot of time with them because they were always doing things with their friends. The opposite would be that you want to find somebody that enjoys spending time with you and wants to, and values time with you. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, maybe you found, you keep finding people that are lazy, that aren't active, right? You, so you, that's your pattern, but what do you want to do? You want to find somebody who's more active doing the things that you like to do, mm -hmm. right? Cause that's important as well. Uh, so on your list of what you don't want, make sure you look at what would be the opposing energy mm -hmm. in that 
or opposing activity in that or whatever it is. And put those on your other list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll make we can make a list that's really good about things we don't want. And then you look at their what we want, and it's like six things. And you're like, well, what's the opposite of all these 50 over here? Some people the, have to know, start with that, though. I mean, as a coach, <laughs> I realize that some people are more in touch with what they don't want. For sure. Versus what mm -hmm. they do. So it's yeah. always a really it's good It's typically an easier to list to, to come up with, right? Mm -hmm. too. It's just easy for us to kind of say, I don't want this, I don't want that, I don't want that. So Mary says, having grown up in an abusive relationship, grown up in an abusive relationship, I don't know if that means parents. Abusive home. home. She clarified okay. there at the bottom. Oh, God. Oh, I constantly uh, found myself the victim of other people's expectations, uh, even in my adult life and love life. Uh, I'm only just beginning to understand the importance of being with someone that can empathize with. Sorry. Um, we can see more if you need to. Yeah. Oh, my. Um, that can identify with that, that uh, understands the fundamental differences between myself and those uh, from a healthy home. Yeah, that's uh, my son and I have a great relationship, but in the past I've worked uh, to be something uh, that I'm not because the boy, my boyfriends believed that I, okay, got it. So you were believing what everybody else was saying about you and sticking with, uh, sticking with somebody's labels of who you are or what you were. And so this is really important for somebody that has negative labels or that has had to overcome trauma or abuse. You more than anybody need to create a really good I am list and know who you are. Like you have to know who you are because yes, it can vary. Like when you use the word stoic or stern, could you be stoic or stern? Yes, but could you also be loving and playful and, you know, the opposite? Absolutely. So it's really important that you understand that you've got all aspects of that. But to really work on creating that list of what you want in a relationship, because if you didn't come from a healthy background, a lot of times you've got to identify, well, what does that look like? Because I didn't have it, so I don't have that source to, to go to, to figure that out to, to, to come up with those things. So it may be that you see something, you watch a movie on TV and you say, I want, and people do this. Sure. They say, I want that kind of relationship. I want that kind of family. And that's okay because somebody's modeling it for you. It wasn't your parents, but it at least gives you a, a guideline to go by. So it's really important that you spend time focusing on those things so that if that is what you want, just like in that list, you can smell it, you can taste it, you can feel it. Right. You've got to be able to own it. This is what it would feel like. This is what it would sound like. This this is how it would feel. Well, right? I think I think what you're bringing up to is a perfect segue into your last one of your last points, which is get coaching, mm -hmm. read a new book, listen to a podcast, grow your mind, and learn new things about yourself. Right. But as you're putting this all together, I mean, that's a perfect example of what you're talking about folks need to do. Right. You know, you got to learn about all this stuff if you've never, if it, if it's never been there. You have to expand. You have to expand your mind. For sure. You have to grow your brain. It's it, because it 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 will stop growing if you don't feed it. So you've got to feed it. Mm -hmm. But information will do that it'll even if you read a book and you get one thing from it mm -hmm. that's one thing that you have to move forward with yep. to change that could just sometimes it's little tweaks that could change a relationship but if you grew up in a toxic or abusive home and many of you did this is you know this is, is the work that i do many of you did then your work is first and foremost 
your idea of what love is, your definition of love, you need to examine that because your definition of love is going to be very skewed based on abuse. Sure. Absolutely. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I may ask somebody that has grown up in an abusive home what the definition of love is, and they may say, um, love is fear. Love is yeah. um, being alone, feeling alone. Love yeah. is sadness. Love is abandonment. And this is, these are true answers. Like this, these are really what people that grew up in in toxic, abusive homes feel like love is to them. So it's. And you can't just, you can't come from that and just jump out there in a dating scene and think you're going to find your perfect person. Right. It's just, you're, you're just going to get frustrated and continue to spin the wheels because. Well, you'll just attract that. Or you'll just attract. You'll attract what your definition of love is. So until you heal that definition and say, that's. That is what I got. That's what love yeah. was in my home, mm-hmm. but that's not who I am. And that's not the kind of love that I want. Now you've got to work on identifying what that love right. looks like, feels like that you want. And then the hard part is because you haven't had it, right? Mm-hmm. That you've got to work on on living in that and being comfortable in that because Normally, people that grow up in abusive homes or toxic homes are very addicted to chaos and fighting and all the things that go along with that. And so you've got to get used to what a healthy relationship is, mm-hmm. which, which is really is, odd, right? It's yeah. really strange to them. I mean, yeah. that's that, you know, people like that don't know what peace is, right? They, they grow up like that. They don't know what peace is and what love is and what safety and acceptance is. So then when you start to get it, it might feel boring because it's not... Yeah. It's not, it's not chaos. Yeah, it's not yeah. what it was. So uh, I feel like this is just such an important conversation. And I appreciate you you all uh, chiming in with your stories because if you're going to find love, if you're, if you're going to find your soulmate, if you're going to do the work, you've got to do the work on you based right. on where you came from. My work is not the same as Brad work, Brad's work. Uh, or... I have a lot less work than she has to. You what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Yeah, we know that's not true. Oh, ouch. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of probably, probably true. <laughs> uh, and so, okay. So, uh, so as far as, uh, as, far as uh, moving forward, so again, as Brad had started to say, it's super important that you get new information. And guys, it's okay to get coaching. You know, that's, that it's perfectly healthy. I know, I love that guys are in, uh, got, you guys get in these groups at church right? or uh, yep. mentoring groups mm-hmm. uh, or mastermind groups with other men and talk about this stuff. I love to hear that men have groups, support groups for each other. Iron sharpens iron. That's kind of what we've always kind of told ourselves in those group is that we'll push each other, you know, we'll, we'll challenge each other with that male bravado kind of stuff. And we'll call people to the mat if we need to. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's been, it's, it's very helpful. It, it, if you can find that group as a man, mm-hmm. it is, it's really good. You take your armor off and just be one of the guys there. It's important. You know, important. Uh, there are plenty of people that run from that, that don't want it, that, yeah. you know, they have their, they have their friends, guys or girls, yeah. and they're very surface. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, Everybody's got to have a safe place. So uh, guys, girls, doesn't matter, you know, find a safe support group, get coaching, mm-hmm. uh, whatever you're having a hard time with. If it's abandonment, if it's codependency, there are plenty of books that you could just, you could read, or you can do on audible now that you can listen to, 
But I mean, as easy as going to Amazon or to Google and or, you know, whatever search engine you use, mm -hmm. DuckDuckGo, you know, put it in there and, you know, put put the the topic in there and it'll, you know, books for that. And it'll bring up some of the top books. Read a book, educate yourself, right? It is about changing. You, you're not going to change your behavior with the same information no, you have. of course not. Uh, so... The whole theme of all of this is if you want to change your life and you want to change what you have moving forward, you've got to do things differently. So change just, yeah, it, it's, it's necessity. Yeah. And I think people, people sit and they think that, that love and all these other things are just going to come to them. And, and I'm here to say spiritually that I do believe I'm a hundred percent a supporter of the fact that it's God's timing, not ours. It's so. God's, God's timing, mm -hmm. not ours. But that doesn't mean that you can't do anything. Well, he's not going to knock down your door, though. We, right. I, I mean, that's my personal thing is that his timing, yes, but you have to be in that at that time. Right. You have to be in that moment. You have to be putting forth like when you're like, you ready, have to, available, you have to take the action. You have to like I, I've said a hundred times, my pastor told me, like, you still got to put the car in drive. Right. You can sit as long as you want to in the parking lot, mm -hmm. but you still have to put it in drive. So love it. Do something. Yeah, you got to do something about it. And you have to change. You have to change what's in here. Uh, you know, and, and I, in a couple weeks, I'm actually bringing on uh, one of the doctors from the Amen Clinic. I don't know if anybody's familiar with Dr. Amen, but they do, uh, they, they're, they're brain scans. They basically, I was thinking, everything is about, I know, no, everything that they, that they do is about like, what, what do the foods that you eat? How do they, how does it feed your brain? And what is it, how does it affect your brain and what thoughts, your thoughts and beliefs, how all of that affects your brain and how you uh, react and mm. move forward. So we're going to have them on in a couple of weeks and we're going to talk about uh, the, how this works behind the scenes. Uh, from a brain standpoint, but here's the bottom line. And I try to make this really easy. When you have a belief, a belief is something you said yes to, that this is true, mm -hmm. right? When you have a belief and you grew up with that belief, especially if it's a belief that you've had since childhood about life, about love, about something, about yourself, right? it leaves an imprint in your nervous system. So the only way to change the imprint in your nervous system is to change the belief at the root. So you have to find out what the belief is. You have to challenge that belief. Is it true? Why is it not true today? Because some of the things, some of the beliefs that some of you are carrying around uh, or the wounds that you're carrying around were from childhood that you, there's no way on God's green earth you could have processed that or understood that right. with your brain as a child. But now as an adult, you have to look at it and go, okay, is this true? Is this really what love is? No, that's not what love is. That's what love was to my parents. Right. And it's probably because my parents were toxic and with their parents, yeah. but it's not what love is to me. So what is it to me? Right? So now you're changing the belief. Once you change the belief, mm -hmm. once you disassemble and then change it, it actually changes the nerve that goes to the part of your brain that actually changes your brain. It's reprogramming. It's reprogramming. That's a reboot. Yep. And there, there actually is a physiological uh, sure. explanation, which the doctor is going to be much better at telling you than I am. Uh, but I do this all the time in my coaching and changing these things and, and it works and it's not hard, but it is real. Right. It you, is very, very real. Every belief you have is leaving an imprint and it's all, and it's, it's imprinting or it's imprinting. It's, 
it's affecting every decision and choice that you make in your life. So you got to clean it up. Yep. I always wondered why I had all those batteries in your garage. Those little electrodes. Oh my God. <laughs> Thought you were going somewhere. So else. one final. <laughs> one, oh yeah. Wow. Woo. Uh, woo. Okay. Um, all one right. final, one final public service announcement. Mm -hmm. Cause the weather and stuff and it's going to be snowy and icy and it's going to be hard to like the roads are going to be nasty. So tonight and tomorrow, be careful who you take home because they may be there for the rest of the week with you. <laughs> See, I threw that curveball. She didn't know that was coming. I did not know that was coming. But, it is a good uh, public. It is really something to think about though. Um, for those of you that aren't doing anything for Valentine's day, it's okay. It's okay this year. It's okay. Any year. The most important thing is, is whether it's, Valentine's Day or any other day of the year that you're healthy and ready and available for love. So if we if we can't get out there and do things the way we used to be able to do things and meet people the way we used to be able to meet them, then work on loving yourself. Let Valentine's Day be a day where you love yourself and you do things to feed your own soul, whatever that is, and embrace, if you are alone, embrace it. Embrace what Valentine you are. Day? It's a Valentine Day. Oh, God. It's Valentine Day. <laughs> Makes me think of a mime. <laughs> mime, <laughs> not mime, not like. <laughs> Valentine, oh, mime day, got it. Off the okay, here. all right, I love it. Um, okay. <laughs> be right. safe out there, I'm folks. way too much fun. Okay, so let's see, any announcements that we have? I just did one. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, be safe. Uh, also, you know, I know we are also wrapping up uh, peak dating season runs from yeah. uh, Christmas until uh, Valentine's Day, which is Sunday. It doesn't mean that people aren't still looking for love. They're still looking for love. If you haven't gotten in my database, get your butt in there. Uh, get in my database. I've got plenty of clients and amazing people looking for love. Uh, so lovegen.com, go to my website, get, get, uh, get your profile up there. Get your butt in there. Get your buns in there. I know. That's my, our new Jason, slogan. the producer is laughing That's our new slogan. Love Jen, get your bun in there. It's as real as it's ever going to get here. I'm just saying. Uh, so, uh, and let's see. Oh, also you can't, if you want to get, uh, to listen to this again, to go through some of the pointers on the coaching tips. You can listen to the podcast. Of course, you can watch it again, but you could listen to it on uh, Apple, Google, Spotify. It's on all of the podcasts. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I knew there was something. By the way, y'all, if you're enjoying the podcast, please go leave a review on, on the site. On, Only if you're on, liking it. <laughs> you better love it. I don't think they sat. It's called a, lovability. How could you not I know. Love it? But they wouldn't sit through an hour of it each week if you didn't love it. So uh, if you love it or if you have some, some pointers for us, uh, please go leave us a review. We would, uh, that's how you could love us today. Yes. That's how you could love us for Valentine's day. So go give us a review on Apple or Google, uh, podcasts. So love you all. And, uh, we will see you next Friday. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today and please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Stiers.